Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Rich Lee from St. Bonaventure University, and welcome to one of Tap Integrator Alliance Summer Podcasts. Um, our guest today is Dennis Tapiro, the 21st president of St. Bonaventure University, who comes to us from Lemoyne College. He's been on the job just a few weeks, started June 1st. Um, Dr. Tapiro, uh, welcome to St. Bonaventure, and thanks for taking time to chat with us on our podcast. Well, thank you very much. It's great to be with you. Um, one of the things that um, I wanted to ask you, you know, it's obvious, I'm sure it's obvious to you, St. Bonaventure is a very close-knit community. We talk about the Bonnet bubble, how people stay friends for life. What was it like for you coming in as an outsider, you know, when you see this, you know, alumni bond, the students bond, um, you, know, as a, you know, as a professional, what do you do to prepare yourself to come in and take over a place like this? Sure. Well, you know, Rich, first of all, let me say this, that, that, that prior to even coming to St. Bonaventure, when the opportunity op- opened up for the, the presidency here, is I had conversation with a few of my mentors and colleagues. They would say to me, you know what, you're, ne- you're never going to find a stronger alumni base than what you have at St. Bonaventure. And, you know, having been originally from Buffalo in this region, even though I've lived in Ohio and most of my career in Syracuse, um, you know, St. Bonaventure has a very strong reputation, and, and a, a great part of that is the alumni support, the alumni base, their support for the university. And my wife and I having, you know, before being at Lemoyne, we're at Marietta College in southern Ohio, which was in a rural community and of and, uh, only about 13,000 people. And, uh, you know, we had an experience there that's very difficult to have in an urban setting where, you know, the the the, the the university, the college is really a, the fabric of the, of the of the city or town that it's in, and we really enjoyed life there. It was, uh, you know, it was a nice opportunity to get to to have great relationships with faculty, with students, with people in the town, and it's something that seemed very attractive to us here, especially coming into a situation of being the president. So as I've arrived here and is you know sort of integrate myself into the, into, into the community and into the university, uh, you know, it was interesting because you know you arrive on a university campus on June 1st, and students are gone. But it was so wonderful to uh, have reunion weekend, my first weekend here, and the university was alive, and people were down, you know, the alumni were here, and they were down in Olean, and we were at the library there, and it was just, it, it was just so vibrant, and people were so welcoming. And, you know, we found, we, I found since my wife, when she's been with me here on the weekend, she'll be moving here in the fall, um, we've just found the community so very welcoming, both the university community and the community here in Olean and Allegheny. And uh, it really has been wonderful. I've, I've attended a couple civic events, uh, visited a clam bake for the chamber, and just delightful people. I, I, we're really excited to be part, part of the community. Okay. Well, I'm really glad they got that. I was going to ask what the response was like, but it's yeah, kind of what I would expect. You know, you mentioned some civic events, and one of the things that we do with TAP Integrator OEN is it kind of bridges that gap between the community and, and the, the college, which is, you know, you've been in higher education, you know, sometimes that's a hard gap to bridge. Can, can you talk about um, how you see the relationship between uh, institution of higher education and the community? Maybe share some experience you've had sure. and what you'd like to do here at St. Bonaventure. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's interesting because over time, those kinds of relationships, the town-gown relationship is evolved very differently in a lot of different places. But today, more than ever, you know, it's very important for a university to really have a very strong town-gown relationship, relationship with the community, not only 
in terms of our presence here and our students inviting, inviting, and having the community come to our campus. That's a piece of it. But the bigger piece, I think, that is going to be important for St. Bonaventure and other uh, private colleges and universities and our public universities and colleges are those partnerships with industry, with business, uh, with, with nonprofits, with organizations within the community. There are things that we can offer those organizations. There are things that we can offer this community to better educate our, our children in the community, to better educate our professionals in the community. Uh, and at the same time, making this a better place. If, if, if Olean and Allegheny are great places to live, it makes it more attractive for the university and vice versa. So we, we feed off one another. And uh, so I think that it's, it, you know, the, the, the relationship between the university and the community is, is extremely important. And I think as we move forward, especially uh, in our coming years here with our new School of Allied Health Professions, um, as, we, as we begin to develop our programs in that school, I think there are ways that we can serve, serve the, the, the broader community. You know, there's a real need in, in areas like Olean, Allegheny, the Southern Tier, um, for rural medicine, uh, for specialists, for mid-levels, uh, physician assistants, nurse practitioners, uh, all of these areas. I think the university, as we get, begin to educate students in those professions, we can add a great deal to the community. So uh, I think the, 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 there are tremendous opportunities for partnerships. I was at a meeting yesterday of the uh, OEM Business Development uh, Board, and uh, at the meeting we had the president from Jamestown Community College, we had other uh, civic leaders and, and business leaders at the table. And there's a, you know, what I was very refreshed to see was a, a you know, a, a, a real desire and passion for all of us to work together to make this a better place. And it, what I really, what I really liked, I had a conversation with one of our trustees this morning, President Petco, who was saying, you know, there's a time here in our areas that our, our population is aging. And we have to do things to encourage our children, to encourage our grandchildren and young people in this area to continue to stay here and keep Olean and Allegheny in this area of New York State vibrant. So the university has got to be a player in that, and we want to be a player in that. So uh, it's, it, there's exciting opportunities for us. Okay. Along with the excitement, I mean, you've alluded to some of the challenges facing higher education today, especially colleges like St. Bonaventure, small, private, you know, religious-affiliated universities. Uh, What's going to make the difference? Why is St. Bonaventure going to survive and hopefully flourish? Well, you know, I'll go back to the, the fact that, you know, St. Bonaventure has a very, very strong alumni base. And I think that St. Bonaventure's university is, is built on a very, very strong foundation. You know, the Franciscans came here in 1858, and they founded this college here and, and built a great university. And that university has seen years where there's been, you know, Physically, the build, buildings have burned. There have been issues, as you know, scandals and other things related to our basketball program. And the university has survived those things and, and it continues to flourish. But I think we're, we're in a position today, there, you know, as I look at St. Bonaventure, I see a lot of opportunities and assets that have not been capitalized on. And so I see opportunities. I see opportunities for us with new program development. I see opportunities for us uh, in terms of new program development, of developing programs where there's market demand, programs that students and families are interested in. Uh, I see opportunities for us to revitalize some of our existing strong programs. There's a lot for us to be proud of. Uh, you, you, we look at our Jandoli School and the fact that 
a place like St. Bonaventure has had six Pulitzer Prize winners. That's a fantastic program. So I think the university needs to, uh, to the university needs to develop ways to bring additional revenue into the, into the university, not only for the programs that we're talking about for the future in the health professions, but to reinvigorate what really is at the foundation of what we're all about in the liberal arts and sciences and so in some of our other areas. So um, I think that's a piece of it. I see tremendous opportunity for the university in terms of philanthropy. The university has not begun to capitalize on opportunities that are out there for us from foundations, from other sources to bring in grant money to the university. Things that, again, can help us in some of the areas that we want to be innovative uh, in terms of health professions, some of these other areas. So there's opportunities there. And, and again, our strong alumni base, uh, you know, with, 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 with successful alumni all over the country that really, you know, they bleed. A lot of these people, I'm finding out they bleed brown and white. And, uh, you know, this, this place means everything to them. And one of the things I've got to be honest with you that I found very attractive in, in, in coming here as president is that as I went through the process, as I went through the search process and I met with various individuals who seemed to have the capacity financially to help and invest in the university, each and every one of them said that they would help us in any way that they could. All we need to do is ask. And, you know, those days ahead of us put in front of them projects and programs that will advance the university will give us the opportunity to bring more revenue to the university. And then, you know, uh, on top of all these things, you know, our uniqueness is, you know, being the first Franciscan university in the country. This is the place where Franciscans came to the United States and began this university here. It's really the foundation of Franciscanism in the United States. And, and I think sometimes we lose touch with that. It's a uniqueness that we have being a Franciscan university. And I think as a university, we need to find more ways to, to, you know, garner from that the core messages that we need to use to go out to the marketplace and sell ourselves to prospective students and their families. There's, there's just so much for us and so much opportunity that I see for us. Okay, great. I want to get a sense of uh, maybe how you're going to approach these, you know, challenges with your management style. And uh, I did have an opportunity to hear you speak during reunion weekend. And uh, a number of things um, – you said impressed me, but one in particular when you're talking about the Excelsior Scholarship Program, and as that was working its way through the legislature, you know, we heard from not just at St. Bonaventure, but a lot of the smaller colleges, people complaining about it. It was unfair. It wasn't always cracked up to be. And while those things may be true, to me, they didn't really do anything about solving the problem. And, you know, I didn't hear you complain. I didn't hear you say it was unfair. You more or less said, it's here. We have to deal with it. Is that the way you approach issues? Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, the reality, Rich, is that, you know, in higher education, and, I, you know, I've, I've been in higher education administration for, you know, I hate to admit it, but 35 years. And, um, you know, in those years, I've seen the ups and downs of demographics. I've seen, you know, various situations that have taken place. And, you know, we look at the future and we always feel that, you know, we're, we're we're headed on a path that, you know, how are we going to get through it? And I, I have to say my feeling with the Excelsior Scholarship is what it does for a place like St. Bonaventure is it really forces us as an institution to really, uh, to really better understand the value proposition of who we are and to use that value proposition to, to sell our institution. And I think that, you know, we have a lot of, a lot of opportunity here 
you know, some of the things that are taking place, I'm just as concerned about the Excelsior. I have as much concern about that as I do with the, the potential loss of federal student financial aid if the SEOG program, the Supplemental Educational Opportunity Program grants, and the College Work Study Program were to be eliminated, which there is talk of, um, those things will have a, a, a negative effect across private higher education. But these are all things, we're always going to be faced with these things, and I think is, is it, for, for universities like St. Bonaventure that are on a solid foundation, it, it, it again gives us opportunities and it, it forces us to strengthen ourselves so that we can make it through these things. And I think the Excelsior Scholarship is a perfect example of that. I can tell you that my hope is in the ensuing next six to eight months that St. Bonaventure will, will develop a program of its own to further assist students whose adjusted gross incomes are at the same level of those who are eligible for the Excelsior Scholarship. So there are ways that we have to, to come out into the marketplace and develop programs ourselves to meet those students. The bottom line is that, you know, one of the reasons we see programs like this becoming available and one of the reasons we see the state and federal government saying that, uh, you know, we need to, we need to uh, have free tuition and so forth is for the accessibility of low-income students. And the reality is that while there are a lot of uh, private colleges and universities that are extremely wealthy, they have billion-dollar endowments, there are a lot of institutions like St. Bonaventure, there are more institutions like St. Bonaventure, small private colleges that have small endowments that are educating large numbers of low-income and middle-income students. And so that's, um, you know, and that's, that's going to be the way we continue to go. Yeah, yeah so you're basically, you basically, you sound like a glass half full as opposed to a glass half empty. Absolutely. Right? And, and, and to be honest with you, Rich, that's the way I am at everything. I walk around all the time and I, and I, and I say, let's, you know, let's look at the glasses half full here. So it's, uh, you know, that's, that, you're absolutely right. Okay. Well, let's, you know, take a look at, you know, some of those issues. I'm, um, I direct the um, the IFC Integrated Marketing Communication Program here, and one of the things we have our students do is a, what's called a SWOT analysis. I know you're familiar with for people listening who may not be familiar. There, you look at you know you know strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. If you could maybe quickly, I know it's only been a few weeks on the job, but you know give us your sense of you know strengths, weaknesses, opportunities. Sure, so, sure. You know, in, in terms of strengths, I mean the the university number for any college or university. The, 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 the number one strength has to be your academic programs. And I think St. Bonaventure has a very strong faculty, strong academic programs. The majority of our faculty have terminal degrees. We talked a moment ago about the examples, the outcomes that show the strong academic programs, like our six Pulitzer Prize winners, our accomplishments in accounting, other areas, the number of students to get into medical school. Uh, across the university, our, strong, our strengths, in the liberal arts and our long traditions, you know, through the Franciscan Institute and other areas where we have, you know, have had focuses on philosophy and theology. And, you know, this is a very strong academic institution. So, number one, a very strong foundation. I have to say that St. Bonaventure uh, is, is also, with that, coupled with that, has done a very nice job with its athletic programs. And those athletic programs, we would be remiss to, to think that we wouldn't have the national reputation that we do if it wasn't for our Division One athletic program. And the excitement and the, and the excitement that that brings this campus um, is very important to the to the university. 
uh, I would say of our strengths. I think that the the you know we're at a time right now where we have a Jesuit pope who calls himself Francis. Okay, and myself having worked 32 years with the Jesuits, you know, we have the best of both worlds here because we have we have this Franciscan charism that is so rich. And the bottom line of it is what that charism stands for is what the world needs today in its college graduates. And so, you know, these are the kinds of things that I think are extremely strong for the university. And and, and with that Franciscan charism, I see a place, I'll, I'll tell you, in my initial days here, you know, I see people who are passionate about this place internally and externally. But, you know, let me say a word for a minute about the internal people here. You know what? I see people who have devoted their careers to this place. And I see people here who have a real passion to do whatever they have to do to keep it going and keep it going strong. And at the center of all that are students. And that, to me, is the important thing. No matter who I talk to here, everything they're doing is directed towards the, the, the quality of the student experience that students are having here. And it's it's evident by the retention rates. I mean, it's evident students that come to St. Bonaventure, they stay here. So it's real, I, I think, very strong from that perspective. Opportunities we touched on a moment ago in terms of, you know, there are, there are areas here that the university has not explored in terms of uh, the health professions, other areas where there are programs out there that could be very helpful to the institution in terms of bringing in additional revenue. Partnerships that could that could that, that could be brought together between our county, our cities, our towns uh, to work together in, in various different ways that might secure uh, grant dollars for us from the Regional Economic Development Association, from the federal government, and so forth. That can help us, you know, improve our facilities, improve some of our programs, and can help we can invest to the to the, to the university. Um, the whole piece of philanthropy again with our with our 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 own alumni, wonderful opportunities there as well. So I see a lot of opportunities. Weaknesses, I think, um, you know, I think the, the university has seen a number of years where its enrollment has declined. We're fortunate to say right now that, you know, this is the second year of seeing our enrollments increase a little bit, which even in the sight of the Excelsior Scholarship, we we our freshman class this year is the largest freshman class that the university's had in five years, which is a very positive thing. Um, but I think, you know, it's in terms of weaknesses, you know, we have when you've had declining enrollment and you haven't had an influx of revenue, some of the weaknesses caused that our our workforce here at the university has not been paid at the levels that it should be. There's we need to strengthen our 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 our, uh, our infrastructure. There are a number of things that we need to do, but those are things that all are doable if we have the revenue if we can produce the revenue to, to make these things happen. Um, some would point to weaknesses. You know, if you brought in, you know, an outside consultant, they'd say, well, location might be a weakness because we're in a rural area. Or the fact that we're in upstate New York with snow, that could be a weakness. I look at those things, again, we'll go back to the glass being half full uh, versus half empty. I think that this is a beautiful area of New York State. I think you've got many options for uh, in terms of outdoor life, for students, uh, and, and those are such popular things today, and, and they're again so much in line with our mission in terms of the physical space around us and the environment. Uh, this is just a beautiful area, so I, I don't see that as a weakness. I, I don't see our rural uh, nature being a weakness. I came from a place, like not the former institution, but 
in Ohio where I was I had to drive two hours to get anywhere to even go to the movie theater. So you know we have all the things we need in this region, and we are we're 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 nicely surrounded by other places that, that, that have you know cultural activities and entertainment for us: Buffalo, Rochester, Jamestown, Erie, Pennsylvania. So I think location wise, there's a, wise there's a lot of options for us. And then um, preps is the last one. I had to think for a minute. Um, so in terms of, of, of threats, I would say, you know, I think, again, um, there, there are a lot of things, obviously, that the demographic situation. I mean, we have an aging population. We also have a population, uh, our, you know, our, our, our demographics in terms of college-age students is changing. Um, today, for most colleges and universities across the United States, there's an abundance of students who are over 25 years old. So the traditional college-age population is has declined over a period of years. That's for, and, and that's the case in, in the Northeast. We've seen population decline in our in our major population centers in the Northeast, which means there are less students out there for us to recruit. There's intense competition amongst other colleges and universities, including our SUNY system, our state system. Uh, a number of our state schools, even though they have the pre tuition options, they're suffering from enrollment issues as well. So there's there's uh, there are issues there, and of course we have the issues that face us. Uh, is is you know the continuing continuing rise in costs. It costs no less to run a, a public university than it does a private university. So there's a continuing rise in costs for us to attract new faculty members, to attract faculty members in certain disciplines. We have to be at market uh, market uh, level to attract people. Um, it's very difficult for a place for, for a place like ours right now, where we have had some enrollment decline, and we need to develop more revenue to bring people here and, and strengthen the university. So, uh, and then the, the piece, the financial aid piece, is a, is a, is is certainly a threat out there. It's a threat on the state side, and we know enough about the Excelsior and, and the impact that that could have on institutions. But again, from the federal side as well. I mean, the university. The university uh, does each year. We have a number of students who we are, in fact, almost 30% of our students are eligible for the Pell Grant, which says that we have a lot of students here who are low income. And while it's wonderful and it's part of our mission to serve them, if they're not given federal aid, it makes it very difficult for us. A number of these programs, like HEOP, for instance, which is a state-funded program, in the 1970s, that program that program funded about 80% of the cost of a private education in New York. Today, that program is only is is only funding about 20% of the cost of a St. Bonaventure education, and St. Bonaventure has to make up the rest to allow those students who are economically disadvantaged and academically disadvantaged to come to the St. Bonaventure. So we've got some real threats out there, and we've got to continue to work at it. But part of that is I, I've been very active in the advocacy work as well um, with the, the, the uh, CICU and other organizations. So we need to continue to keep this on the plate of our of our uh, uh, state officials, legislators, and our federal officials. And I will say for this area, uh, we are, you know, even with this Excelsior piece, I will have to say our, our local senator, Senator Young, uh, Assemblyman Giglio, uh, have been very supportive of the St. Bonaventure University and very supportive of private higher education, and, and we're, we are grateful for that. And we continue to go to them to advocate for us. Okay, good. 
We certainly uh, enjoyed hearing you articulate your vision for the university. I'd like to kind of end by shifting gears a bit. You know, we were all, we've read the press releases and the news stories. We're familiar with your impressive educational background. Talk a little bit about Dennis Sapiro, the person. What do you do for fun? What are your interests? Sure. Um, well, interesting. Uh, it's a good question. For, so, so for fun, I have, I, I have to say it's, a lot of it is centered around two college-age sons uh, who are both athletes. And uh, it's, this is a podcast, so you can't physically see me, but you can tell that it's not genetic. And uh, in any event, I played football when I was in high school, but I spent most of the time sitting on the bench. So uh, a lot of my a lot of my entertainment and joy comes from going watching that my youngest son. It was an All American, plays D one soccer at Providence College, and his team went to the to the that to the. Uh, uh, NCAA tournament last year and so forth. So that's been great. As a family, uh, and, and my family's a real priority for me, uh, we, we, we've spent a lot of time traveling over the years. We've traveled with our sons internationally and have made a nice habit of doing that, which has been very nice. And uh, I, I uh, myself, am a, I am a musician. I studied the piano for about 12 years, and in the midst of that, uh, I, I also studied the pipe organ. So in my early days in college and graduate school, I was a church organist and choir director. So so my while today I don't actively do those things, I do find myself at the piano and, and enjoy that for relaxation. Uh, and and, and uh, I will tell you that uh, even prior to coming back to Western New York, uh, I was a central New Yorker uh, who was a season's ticket holder for the Buffalo Bills. So when I, when I, uh, when, when I, share with my sons that I was going to be the president of St. Bonaventure, I told them that one of the advantages for them is that they would only be uh, 50 minutes from New Era Stadium than uh, being two and a half hours. But uh, now my wife and I, we, we, we enjoy travel. We enjoy, to, we enjoy cooking and uh, entertaining. So uh, we're, we're, you know, again, and we're looking forward to doing a lot of those things here. And I've been a very, uh, I will say this, uh, great big part of my makeup is I've, I've been very active as a, as a civic volunteer. I was on the board for, of a number of organizations up in central New York and uh, did some work, uh, uh, did, did volunteer work in a number of places, one including a home for the terminal eel up there that was run by the Franciscan sisters called Francis House and some other, other things I was very active in. So, uh, Sometimes there's not enough time in the day, but I, 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 I'm not a guy who likes to sit around too much. So, okay, uh, it's all good. Well, that's great. Um, uh, I want to thank you. We we're, you know, near in the end, we're just about out of time, but it's been great speaking with you. Um, and I wish you, can, you know, success here at St. Bonaventure. Rich, thank you. It's been a pleasure, pleasure speaking with you as well, and meeting Anne as well, who's sitting here. I think she must be like the executive director, uh, producer that. Uh, is sort of silent, but it's a pleasure meeting both of you. Okay, thank you. Um, you've been listening to um, a Tap into Greater OEM podcast with Dr. Dennis Tapiro, the new president of St. Bonaventure University. My name is Rich Lee. Thanks for listening. Uh, continue to check our social media accounts for our next podcast this summer. Thank you, and have a good day.